0: Welcome to Heart to Heart here with poems, psalms, stories, and scripture readings with Alicia. Today's reading will be a story. I'd like to tell you a story about one of the greatest men that ever lived. As a matter of fact, He's known as the wisest man that ever lived in his day all the way up until today. There's no one as wise as he was. I think you know who I'm talking about. In Hebrew, his name would be Shalomah. Shalomah, but we know him today as Solomon. King Solomon, the son of Malak Dawood, the son of King David. Malak Dawood is ancient Hebrew for King David. And they served and loved Yahuwah. Some pronounce it Yahuwah, Yahuwah, or Yahuwah, whom today he's called the Lord and God. I'm going to use his Hebrew, ancient Hebrew names, but I'll refer back to what he's known to most of you by. Well, you know, we started and said he was the wisest man that ever lived. The son of King David and Bathsheba Now, we all know how that started. His father, Daoud, King David, did something really terrible. When he should have been out fighting, he wasn't. When kings were out fighting with their men, he was at home, in bed. (laughs) Then he goes out and he sees a beautiful woman Taking a bath, sends his men to find out who she is. She's Bathsheba, a married woman of one of his trusted soldiers. But we'll just skip ahead. He took her. He had them her brought to him and took her. Now think about this. He's king, so you you can say it was more like. I mean, she was raped or just, you know, sexually abused because she could not refuse the king. And know she became pregnant. David did the horrible thing of trying to hide his sin, <laughs> tried to get the man to go sleep with his wife so that he could pretend the baby was his, but this man was so dedicated to David and the war he would not, he stayed true. David even sent him with his death sentence written on paper. He gave him a note. This man was so trusted, he knew he wouldn't even open the the, the note and read it. That The note was saying, put this man on the front line and make sure he uh, dies. Put him out there on the front line and then abandon him and leave him so that he can die. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? How could David, the man after Yah's own heart, do something like that. He let him die. That faithful man's name was Uriah the Hittite. Uriah was more faithful and dedicated to King David than David was faithful and dedicated to the Almighty at that point. You know the story after he killed her husband and after Bathsheba mourned during her time of mourning then David took her and married her and going to re- rear the child in his house but Yahuwah our Heavenly Father saw fit that that child should not live that would have been a. that was an unholy holy, unrighteous child. It was everything. It was conceived in rape, in lust, in disobedience, in murder, all of that. What kind of child would that have been? And you know, Malak Dawood, King David, the man after Yah's own heart, didn't even repent until he was busted. Until the prophet came to him and said, I, I believe that prophet's name is Nathan. Told him that he was, that he was wrong. After he told him the story about the man, a man, a rich man taking someone's um, only sheep or only calf, and and they had plenty, but they took that one instead of killing their own to feed their friends, they took that one. And David jumps up. This man shall die today. And the prophet looked at him and said, that man is you when he repented. Think about it. Makes you wonder, would he have repented if he wasn't caught? If it wasn't put in his face? Maybe later he would have when he saw that he couldn't be close to the Father anymore when, when Yahuwah, the Heavenly Father, was not answering him. Then he would have to think, maybe it's because of my sin. Who knows? But anyway, we know that child died, and Solomon is Bathsheba and David's second child. And um, you know, it said that kind of looked at that Solomon was served as a peace offering, a peace offering with between Yahuwah and David, or you would say between God and David. Due to the adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, it's like it was a peace offering. This child be dedicated to him and be able to build his temple and everything. You know, it was a, a, a peace offering. Solomon was very important. It was a very important child for David. Although David was forgiven and was yet a man after Yah's own heart. But he still had to reap the consequences of his sin. He raped Bathsheba and what happened? One of his sons raped his daughter, his own half-sister. And then what else happened after that? Her brother killed that son just like David killed Uriah the Hittite. we reap what we sow we really do and then he was punished with that there would always be war in his house and bloodshed and that his own sons would turn against him and you, you and that's exactly what happened but getting back to Solomon so Solomon being Solomon being the peace offering when David wanted to build the tabernacle, wanted to build the temple for the Almighty, for Yahuwah, for, for you would say, the Lord. And Father told him, no, you had, you're you know, you're a man of war. You cannot build my house. But I will give you favor and allow one of your sons, your son, Solomon, Shalaman, Shalaman will build my temple. So he was still gracious to David, David couldn't build it, but he says, I will let one of your sons. And you know, as a parent, you feel good about that. Wow, we want our good parent wants their children to do better than they did. And all they had to do was stay faithful to Yahuwah. If this, his son stayed faithful, there'd be a king sitting on a throne in Yehuda, what they call Judah, for the rest of, for eternity. Did Solomon do? Solomon became the wisest man, and what he did, what he did was, he was young and he was afraid. When when he was named king, I mean, they had to hurry and do it because David's other son was already making himself king. You know, he was going up on himself. He was turning against his father, and um, so they had to hurriedly do that to let the people know that while David was alive, and he made Solomon king. And Solomon was afraid, because he he, he was not strong like his father. David was a mighty man. So he prayed, and the Heavenly Father came to him in a dream and and asked him, "What, what can I give you, what do you want? Now Solomon could have asked for Riches, long life. He could have asked for his enemies to be beaten, but he asked for wisdom and the understanding of how to manage, how to help a multitude of people like that. All the, the Yahudi, what they were called, they were called, the, you would say the Jews today, the Yahudis, the Yashuaites. And that pleased the heavenly father that pleased him tremendously so he told Shalom, solomon i will not only give you what you asked i will give you even more he made him the wisest man to ever live and he gave him riches the richest man to ever live he gave him wisdom and knowledge and riches and he gave him peace he gave him peace where he wouldn't even have to fight, go out to war like his dad did. He gave it all to him. The things he didn't ask for. He gave it to him. He gave him his enemy. His enemies became his his worshipers, his fans. Hallelujah. Praise you, Yah. There has Never been a man as wise as Solomon, even up to this day. There's never been a man as rich as Solomon, even up to this day. Let's um, let me let let's go to scripture. I want to read a little bit about Solomon. Remember what's his name in um, Hebrew is Shalomah. Shalomah. Hmm. I want to I think I want to go to 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 22. I want to start at verse 22, I believe. Yeah. And in the um, NKJV, it's entitled Solomon's Prayer of Dedication. So I'm going to read 1 Kings chapter 8 um, from verse 22, I believe, to verse 30. Then Solomon stood before the altar of Yahuwah, Bible says the Lord, in the presence of all the assembly of Yashirah, Bible says Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. And he said, Yahuwah of Yashirah, Bible says, Lord God of Israel. There is no aluwa in heaven above all, above or on the earth, below like you, who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept what you promised, your servant, David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth And fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. Therefore, Yahuwah Aluah of Yasharal, the Bible says, Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you have promised your servant, David, my father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Yasharal. Bible says Israel only if your sons take heed to their way that they walk before me as you have walked before me and now I pray O Yahuwah of Yasharal Bible says O God of Israel let your word come true which you have spoken to your servant David my father but will Yahuwah indeed dwell on earth, Bible says, but will God indeed dwell on earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication. O Yahuwah, my The Bible says, O Lord my God. And listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you today. That your eyes may be open toward this temple night and day, toward the place of which you said, my name shall be there. That you may hear the prayer which your servants make toward this place. And may you hear the supplication of your servant, and of your people of Yahshua the Bible says Israel when they pray toward this place hear in heaven your dwelling place and when you hear forgive that's 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 22 to 30 King Solomon built that grandest most beautiful awesome temple for for the heavenly father i mean the floors it was gold and silver he made it g- gold was so plenty silver was like became like rocks during the days of solomon and everything the the cups the spoons the fork the floors the walls everything laid in gold it was just incredible there has never been anything like it since and solomon was so wise You remember the the story, the part when the two women, they had two children. Um, They both had a child, and they were living together. And one mother rolled over on her child and smothered it, and the child died while she was sleeping. And, And she woke up and realized it, so she got up, sneaked over, and took the live baby from the other woman and put her dead baby there. Now, when the other woman awakened, she was saddened. and She was crushed. Oh, oh no. I've killed my child. She thought she'd killed her child. But when she looked closely, she realized, this is not my child. This is that woman's child. And she confronted the woman, give me back my child, my live child, and take your dead child. And the woman denied that it was her child, so they had to come before the king, King Solomon. And one saying, it's it's not her child, it's my child. Her child died, back and forth, back and forth. And King Solomon, what did he do? He said, bring me a sword. He said, now, cut the child in half. Give half to one mother and the other half to the other one. Now, see, he was so smart. He knew what would happen with the child's true mother. That woman fell on his knees. No, please, please don't kill my child. Give him to her. Give him to her. I'd rather you give him to her than to see him die. And the other woman, no, cut him in half. Let it be neither hers nor mine. Give her half and give me half. And Solomon said, give the child to this woman. Because it is obviously her child. I mean, that was wisdom. That was wisdom. And then everybody feared Solomon. They knew that Yahuwah, the Aluah, the Almighty Heavenly Father was with him. The Bible would say God was with him. That's what the Bible would say. And I mean, he even so wise and he impressed everyone. You know, the, the Queen of Sheba came over because she had heard about his wisdom and she was just totally impressed and just she she couldn't, didn't know what to say. Everything about him was true, and even more, it was even greater than she imagined. What happened with this man? Well, sad to say, I call this he got full of himself. When you get so you get so caught up into you, you know it's like. It's like his father, David, after he had won all those war- wars and he figured, oh, I don't have to go out with my men. I, you know, if they can handle it, I'll stay here. And what happened when he did that, he messed up. <laughs> Sleeping late, get up on the rooftop and look down to see a woman taking a bath. Solomon got so, you know, full of himself. His, his not only was the temple grand, his his castle, his house was grand. And he was told he was not supposed to marry foreign women, but he started marrying all these foreign women. He got greedy. He had all the money. He had all the you know. He had all the the trees, the timber, the lumber, the all the servants. He had everything. I mean, he had plenty of wives and concubines. He just got more and more sleeping with all these foreign men. He let his lust. For women dethrone him defeat him after he brought all these foreign women and he allowed them to bring their gods in and then can you believe it he started let them build monuments idols to their God and he started worshiping those foreign gods with them can you believe that Solomon Beloved of Yahuwah, of the Father, who knew only one master, who knew better. But you see, when you get greedy and you start moving and disobedient, you become blind. You, Like I say, you become so full of yourself. There's no room for righteousness. There's no room for anybody else. It's just satisfying your greedy desires and needs. That's it. That is so sad. Beloved, we must make sure that we don't get full of ourselves. So full of ourselves to where we are our own God. We are our own idol. We are our own master. And we sit on the throne of our own heart. Solomon knew what the father told him. Solomon knew that he's, if you've, and Solomon even said himself that the father told him, if, you're, if you worship me, you and your sons, you will be on the throne forever. I will keep you over Jerusalem on the throne forever. But see, knowledge doesn't always change things. He had the knowledge. The father told him that himself. His father, David, told, and then the heavenly father told him. when you get so full of yourself so wrapped up into you you can't see anything else but you what you want he became a tyrant he became a pervert (laughs) he became one of those he became wicked in the eyes of his heavenly father in the eyes of Yahuwah whom you would call the Lord, he became wicked in his eyes. You know, I want to tell you this part of the story. In the beginning, in 1992, when I—I I mean, I, I was raised up in church and knew about the, the Father and all that. But you know how you get—grow up and you go astray. But anyway, when I came to submit it to Him and. I chose to follow him. And I, you know, I gave him my heart and asked him into my life. And I heard the voice of the Almighty. I did. You know, I mean, it surprised me. And it was the most wonderful voice. It felt so good. And, you know, he was telling me, he told me, "You you will do great things for me one day he was telling me that and I mean it felt so wonderful and I found myself I I got afraid because I started speaking in another language that I (laughs) that I didn't know I was thinking in English because I was trying and uh, but no English word would come out it was a words that I didn't understand and I got afraid so then his mercy he he ended that but after that I heard the voice of the evil one I heard the voice of the devil and I didn't know the Bible that well. He said, he was talking about coming to hell. He said, King Solomon sits on the, on the throne in hell. That's what he said to me. I mean, and it was the most evil voice and the evil sound. I mean, it frightened me. It was so frightening. I said, I don't want to hear the voice. I don't want, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear your voice. I told the Heavenly Father, I don't want to hear. And then I was calling him, God, God, I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to hear your voice because I don't want to hear that evil voice. Because, you know, you cannot know good without knowing evil. When you're in that spiritual realm, you hear both. And, um, you know, I I knew about Solomon, but I I didn't know the full story of him. I, you know, I didn't know why the devil was saying that to me. But I repented and I apologized to Heavenly Father. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got scared. I do want to hear your voice. I, I just, I didn't want to hear that other voice. I'm sorry. If I have to hear that voice to hear your voice, you know, I want to hear your voice. And he just forgave me. He said, and he reiterated, he said, and so shall ye do great things for me. So he forgave me. You know, I messed up like David did, like Solomon did. Um, but then it wasn't until later, getting really getting to study the Bible, that I find out that, hey, Solomon started worshiping idols. Solomon turned his back on the Almighty, on his Heavenly Father. So the devil was right. More than likely, Solomon is sitting is on, in hell. He may not be sitting on the throne. Because, I mean, you don't know what he did in the last minute, but all in scripture, there's no scripture saying that he repented. Wow. That's something to think about, isn't it? People would just think, oh, Solomon's in heaven. No. Not turning your back on and worshiping. Other gods and marrying all these foreign women and I mean he just got so he just got addic- addicted to sex. I mean how I many how can hundreds and thousands of wives and concubines? That's just downright greedy, you know. And the poor women, I guess he could only be with be with him one time and marry one time and sleep in one time. Then he's on to the next one. What a life! And you know they they can't be with anybody else. They can't marry anyone else. Anyway. But I just want to say, don't let that be your end, beloved. If you know you've gone too far. Some people, when they get power, or they get promotion, or they get fame, they change. They can become cruel. Some become cruel because they get so full of themselves, so wrapped up in themselves. They only think about what they want. If that's you... If you've been blessed, Baruch, and you've changed, you can repent now. Stop. Turn from your wicked ways. Don't do like Solomon. for the rest of his life and still the father showed him so much love he did not snatch the throne from him while he was alive because of David because of his love and promise to David he said he would wait and and take it from Solomon's son even when Solomon was in rebellion and disobedient the father didn't strip him because of his faithfulness to David because of David's faithfulness to him Hmm. I don't like to end the story on the, the uh, bad note. That's for bad for Solomon. But look what kind of love the Father had for David. It's showing you if you made a mistake, if you sinned, you have the same opportunity like David. Turn, stop, repent. And you you may reap but you're forgiven. He will forgive you. And you can be a woman after his own heart, or a man after his own heart. All right, beloved. Well, I hope you enjoyed this story. But more than anything, I hope you learned from Solomon's mistake. Just take a moment while this beautiful harp is playing and think about how how are you treating people since you became the boss or you have this success? How often do you think about helping someone else? Is it all about you? the last time you sat your wife down and say sweetheart what's on your mind what's important to you what do you what do you want what do you dream about or vice versa you do that with your husband or your children what's in your heart what do you think about not judging because sometimes we make a mistake, the child may want to be something that we think is just not gonna make any sense, and we know better. My mother wanted me to be a schoolteacher, like my aunt, and I wanted to be an entertainer, performer, and she tried everything to stop it. She, I got spankings, punishments, um, put down, she said, "You're just gonna be a joke woman." I was wondering, what's a joke woman? <laughs> I found out later, you know, it's from the South. She mean like, you know, a jukebox. (laughs) A woman who kicks her, dances and kicks her heels up with a jukebox. (laughs) And she stayed like that, but I tell you what, before she died, you know what she told me? I'm so glad you didn't listen to me. Now see, my sisters did. They they wanted to sing too. They, my mother stopped them. But me, I just didn't, (laughs) I knew what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be since I was three years old. And there was no way anybody was going to stop me. So I knew that had to be the dedication that the father put in me. And she, she, you know what she says? She, she, she's glad that I didn't listen to her because I'm the one that paid all her bills. I'm the one that sent money home to her as it's working. You know? And um, if it wasn't for singing, I wouldn't be here where I am. Hey, that's what the heavenly father used to put me in the place to bless me and change my life see we can't judge parents we we cannot judge it now it seemed to my mother being a, a teacher would be better and you know um i had a grandmother praying keep me out of hollywood keep me and i had big things happen and something a lot of times the door was shut but she kept me covered because and i'm so glad i didn't get too deep in it because i was too green i didn't know enough bless me enough but I'm saying he used singing and not gospel singing he used jazz and R&B secular singing to bring me to Taiwan that's how I started working here and then my whole life changed after he, he had to take me and separate me from everything and everyone that I knew and was familiar with so that he can do what he needed to do in me hallelujah I don't know how I got there, but (laughs) anyway, thank you for joining me and listening to this story, and um, let's just promise ourselves that we're going to try to be a better person. Every day, we should try to be a better person tomorrow than we were today. Wouldn't that be awesome? And hopefully we're better today than we were yesterday. All right, beloved, thank you for joining me here at Heart to Heart with poems, psalms, stories, and scripture readings with Alicia. Until we meet again, beloved. Yeah, willing, of next time friends, family.